The Big Ten released its men's basketball preseason awards. Trace Jackson Davis is the preseason player of the year. Made a little bit of history for the Hoosiers in doing so. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, October 7th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. want to thank Upside, or excuse me, Underdog. Upside was yesterday's sponsor. Underdog is today's sponsor. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code LOCKEDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. We talked earlier this week on Thursday's episode about the women's Big Ten preseason honors. Uh, On Thursday, the men's preseason honors were announced. Trace Jackson Davis named your Big Ten preseason player of the year. Noteworthy, Hunter Dickinson is right there. Uh, I'm sure that was a close vote. Both those guys are going to be all over all American teams all over the place um, this preseason, hopefully at the end of the season as well. But Trace wins out this time. He is the first Hoosier to receive the award since Cody Zeller uh, prior to the 2012-13 season. A little surprising. I I would have maybe guessed Yogi. Uh, certainly would have remembered Cody being honored, but uh, a bit of history there. Uh, the the names he's going to be, Trace is going to be most often kind of compared to with the Cody's as the, the great big man of kind of modern or this kind of generation of Indiana basketball. That's another way that those two are going to be linked together moving forward. This was selected by the media. There was no coaches team. So your preseason all Big Ten team uh, to go along with Trace earning uh, Player of the Year honors. Obviously, he is on the team. He was one of the unanimous selections along with the aforementioned Hunter Dickinson out of Michigan, as well as Zach Eady out of Purdue. Those three, the only three unanimous selections, uh, this was a very, a very varied list. Uh, Terrence Shannon uh, from Illinois, Chris Murray from Iowa, Malik Hall from Michigan State, Jamison Battle from Minnesota, Jalen Pickett from Penn State, uh, Clifford Omarui from Rutgers, Chucky Hepburn from Wisconsin, Tyler Wall from Wisconsin are your uh, preseason All Big Team, Big Ten team honorees. Look, uh, the first thing that jumped out as I was looking at this is that the only team with two people on this list is Wisconsin. I don't know, man. Uh, Xavier Johnson compared to Chucky Hepburn. I mean, I I don't want to get all up in arms about a preseason All-Big Ten team, but Chucky Hepburn averaged 7.9 points, uh, 2.3 assists. 2.1 rebounds in 31 minutes last season, albeit as a freshman. If you look, I mean, just raw numbers, Xavier Johnson was better last season. Uh, In total, 12 points, 5 assists, 
four rebounds in 27 minutes. So I don't really know why he wouldn't get the nod there. And if you just look over the last 17 games last season, there wasn't a guard in the Big Ten better than him. He averaged 14.8 points, six assists, four rebounds, two st- or 1.4 steals. I rounded up a bit there. Uh, shot 40% from the field, 41% from the three-point line, 83% from the free throw line. That is from the Purdue game at home where he had 18 points through the end of the season against St. Mary's. He was great. He was terrific. He was coming. He's coming in off a, a great finish of the season. I'm assuming that the the issues he had in the offseason, I guess, played a role. I, otherwise, there really isn't any logical reason to not have Xavier as a preseason All-Big Ten team honoree. Uh, it's silly, but so be it. There was no predicted finish or ranking or anything like that, as there was on the women's side. So those are the awards, like I said. Trace is going to receive a lot of these. Xavier, not so much. So this, this, I don't know about that one. Hopefully it is some motivation for Xavier Johnson uh, as if he needed any more. Hopefully he can remember this and earn a spot on first first team all Big Ten uh, at the end of the season. There's some, uh, there's a football game tomorrow. I know we've really checked out on football after last week by design. Let's dive into the football game against Michigan. Everything you guys need to know ahead of this one. Before we do that, though, we mentioned today's sponsor is Underdog. Uh, Super simple, super super easy, super fun app to use. Uh, You just simply download the Underdog app, and you can choose your pick'ems, which is basically over-unders. So they don't have the Indiana game up yet. What they do have... If you want to have something fun to watch, uh, kind of indirectly related to IU, Michael Penix plays Arizona State over under of 319.5 passing yards. Why not? Take the over. Uh, it's it's hopefully a bounce-back game for them, uh, and we will see if he's able to lead Washington back to a victory after they got beaten pretty badly against UCLA. Uh, But you guys can make up to five picks, uh, and if you the more you make, the more money you win. If you hit all five, you win twenty times your money. It's easy to play. It's available in over thirty states. Uh, As I said, just pick anywhere from two to five players across any team, not just your team, obviously, as we're talking about Michael Penix. Decide if they'll finish higher or lower on whatever stat. Excuse me, whatever stat is given. It's one of the easiest fantasy games to play out there. And you're going to win cold hard cash uh, quickly in a single game. So sign up with the promo code locked on, one word. Underdog will double your deposit up to $100. So if you deposit $100, you're getting $100 for free. Go to underdogfantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Get in on the college football pick'em today. Let's look at the football game. Talk about it, look about it, whatever it is, you guys, uh, whether you're watching us, listening to us today. IU versus Michigan at noon on Saturday. This one's taking place in Memorial Stadium. It is going to be on Fox. Uh, the Big Ten tailgate, 
big kickoff noon show, whatever it is, whatever it is called, whatever their uh, alternative version of college game day is, is going to be in Bloomington. I'd love to be a lot more excited about that. Um, and maybe if IU was four and one, I, I would be a lot more excited about that or five and zero. Oh, but as we dove into on Monday's episode, there's not a lot to be excited about with, um, with IU football right now. So it's frustrating, frustrating time. And in comes a Michigan team that is a heavy favorite. IU is a 22 and a half point underdog plus 950 to pull off the upset. I don't know why you would, um, you would take that, but if you're feeling lucky, I guess you guys have a, a pretty big, uh, money line there you can throw some money down on over under a 59 sp plus isn't any kinder on this one they have michigan by 24.9 points projected score of 40 to 15 uh, rounded up on that 93 percent win probability for michigan last meeting between these two teams last year was not pretty michigan wins 29 to 7 uh, Michigan kind of ran away in that one in the second half. This was in the middle of IU really struggling. Uh, Donovan McCauley was the quarterback in this one. He went 10 of 24 for 88 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, ran for 37 yards. IU just had no offense. They had 195 total yards of offense in this game, and I just gave you over 110 of those. Uh, so most of it came from Donovan McCauley. This was no running backs available late in the season, just a beatdown team that was just really struggled. So hopefully, I guess, this should be a, a better IU team to play Michigan, but uh, it's not a particularly fun setting right now for this one. The 2020 game, now obviously if we want to talk about more exciting times, uh, that game was, I'm trying to, to figure out the best way to say this. That was the game I really started to believe um, because obviously you beat Penn State. You can kind of write that off as like an upset, a one-off thing. You play Rutgers the next week. Rutgers is whatever Rutgers is. It was coming back home against that Michigan team that IU beats them fairly handily. Uh, they they scored late to, to put some distance in this one, had 460 yards of offense, one of Penix's best games as a Hoosier, 342 yards, three touchdowns. Stevie Scott had 110 total yards and two touchdowns. Ty Freifogel had 142 yards and a touchdown. Like, this was just an all-around great performance against a ranked Michigan team. And like I said, this is when I started to believe. This is when it really started to feel like, oh, damn, we have a really good team. Obviously, that ended up being a pretty down year for Michigan. Uh, but, man, just looking back at that season and just something simple, looking at the rankings next to IU, they were 17th against Rutgers, 13th against Michigan, 10th against Michigan State, 9th against Ohio State. Uh, they went into that Ole Miss game ranked 7th. Like, ah, uh, I uh, 
I don't know that we're going to ever see a season like that for IU football. It took like 50-some-odd years to do that. Hopefully it doesn't take that long to do it again, but uh, the current state of the program doesn't feel great, uh, to say the least. So hopefully this week is a lot closer to 2020's game than a 2021's game again. I don't have a great feeling about this. Michigan comes in with a, a great, great running game. Um, they're undefeated. They've looked pretty strong. They've had moments. Uh, I thought that first half against Maryland, I watched that game. They didn't look they didn't look great, but one of those teams you can't really make mistakes against. And, well, uh, that is not I use MO right now. So, If this feels a little downtrodden, this is just kind of where I am with IU football at the moment. Maybe they give me something to be more optimistic about on Saturday. I I don't expect it. Uh, But, I mean, that's kind of one of the storylines we're going to talk about for Saturday's game. I have, I picked three storylines, three big things I'm going to be watching heading into this one. We will discuss that and Try to figure out what to expect from IU on Saturday here in just a moment. So the biggest thing to me when looking at the Hoosiers against Michigan uh, tomorrow, uh, maybe today as you're listening to this, what kind of Indiana are we going to see? That was a demoralizing pair of losses. I mean, you can just tell in how I look back to last week versus this week. I was really optimistic about that game against Nebraska I feel it's it's amazing what one game can do. Uh, that was a demoralizing pair of losses back to back. The low on the road to Cincinnati, on the road to Nebraska. You are coming back home, but this is going to be one of the very best teams you're going to face all season. Maybe the best, uh, depending on how things shake out with them in Ohio State or potentially Penn State. I'd I'd be surprised at that. So, what kind of Indiana are we going to see? Is it going to be one that kind of rallies now that they're back home? and tries to bounce back is it going to be one that continues a downward spiral is it going to be one that stagnates i don't really know stagnating would feel like a win at this point just staying at a certain level um because after what we saw last season where they lose a couple games and especially as the season came to a close things really spiraled i hope we don't get that uh i it's tough though this is a really tough spot for Indiana, it's it's a tough opponent. This is a really good Michigan team that is going to be back near the top of the Big Ten. So are they going to be able to put up a fight in this one? And if they are, the, the next biggest thing is will Cam Camper and DJ Matthews play? They did not play against Nebraska. It may, it may be something I, I haven't given enough credit or blame to or – Maybe not necessarily blame, but if you're without your two top wide receivers, you're probably not going to beat many teams. Um, I I don't without them. I I really don't see a path with them. It'd be tough. Cam Camper has been one of the best wide receivers in the country. I think DJ Matthews is a great slot receiver, but uh, obviously their issues are far greater than the roles of their wide receivers. Without them, I give us no shot. With them, it's a it's a much smaller one. But it, it's I I just want to see those guys out there because those are the exciting parts about this IU offense right now. 
are seeing a guy like Cam Camper come out of nowhere and play really well, be one of the top, again, I'm not exaggerating, statistically one of the top guys in the Big Ten. I'm assuming he's going to be back. It sounded like he basically just had the cold or the flu. Uh, Less certain on DJ Matthews. Uh, But, again, DJ Matthews, a a super exciting player with big play potential. Uh, The very few big plays Indiana has had this season, he's basically been at the heart of most of them. So Indiana needs those guys. The last thing is just is there going to be improvement? And I kind of touched on this in the first one. It doesn't feel like things have changed a whole lot from week one against Illinois to last week against Nebraska. Uh, there might be, there's been small things, but the overarching problems still exist from week one against Illinois and the loss against Nebraska. So is IU going to make some improvements? Is the offensive line going to just be this bad all season? I fear yes. Uh, I don't really know what they can do to fix it. Um, is, is IU going to try to get people involved? I know Jalen Lucas has been a topic of conversation this week. Are they going to change things up to get him on the field more? Um, is the defense going to stop hemorrhaging big plays? I Things need to change. They really haven't, but this is kind of do or die. And if things don't change and IU keeps playing like it has, it could get really ugly on Saturday. Uh, wanted to touch... Closing out here on a couple comments from Monday's video where I kind of laid into Tom Allen and IU football. Uh, I've always said I want this to be a conversation. There was a lot of interaction with that post. A couple of interesting uh, comments. Craig, it's all about the culture. Nebraska has 386 sellouts. Its fans are fanatical. It begins with a good coach, uh, a coach who can take an average player, turn them into five-star um, instead of hanging there, Hoosiers, you never know when your luck will change. I appreciate that. Our luck we thought was changing in 2020. I do agree there's something to be said about the culture. That was the light show, just the environment for Nebraska, considering what that team has been through under Scott Frost. I was impressed, very impressed that that was uh, what the game looked like. Like the fans were still there. Uh, and rowdy so I was very much um, I was very much impressed with what Nebraska's culture was like even in a time when their team was in a really bad spot firing a coach firing a defensive coordinator and as a Nebraska fan pointed out it was basically a brand new defense new coordinator new scheme four new starters um it said Indiana caught Nebraska at an unfortunate time with their backs against the wall at night at Nebraska. That's fair. I mean, maybe I haven't put enough into the it being a road game in the Big Ten at night. That's always going to be a, a huge environment. I was just so frustrated because that was such a bad Nebraska team. Maybe they turned things around and uh, that loss doesn't look as bad, but I, I, I don't know. Recruiting is a big part of coaching. Well, if this is a reference to Tom Allen, that's a really odd complaint. He literally just brought in a top 25 class. Uh, His his recruiting classes have progressively gotten uh, better and better, and they've progressively been the best class IU's ever had. He has a lot of faults. I I think we, we touch on a lot of them on Monday. 
recruiting is not one of them. He gets guys into the program. Um, it, it's a lot of the in-game management stuff that he struggles with. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a great motivator, a great kind of unifier. These teams love him, and they play hard for one another. Kind of last year, notwithstanding, that's been the exception, especially as we've seen this year. It's not a matter of effort with this team. It's a matter of execution. Uh, so, it though I mean he's that he's a good coach in that example. He's coached really really good defenses. Like there's a, a laundry list of things you can say he's a good coach. There are just some glaring weaknesses right now. Um, so, if you guys have kind of comments on the matter, leave them down below. I, I want to make this a conversation. Like I said. Uh, just be nice, be civil, and we can have a conversation about these and have a back and forth about just kind of the state of this program right now because it's uh, it's in a funky place right now, and we'll see if things can turn around at all on Saturday. So thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you on Monday to recap this Michigan game, maybe talk a little bit about Hoosier hysteria as well. Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On Big Ten. I was on the show yesterday. Uh, we talked about the state of the Big Ten, not just IU football. Uh, the Big Ten has three really, really good teams and then not a whole lot at all like in any way after that uh so we kind of talked about the state of the big 10 and the the football programs uh in relation to just kind of the national scene and, and how much they're struggling right now so go ahead on over there and give that a listen uh once we are finished up here follow us on twitter subscribe to the podcast leave a quick rating review all that great stuff have a great friday everybody i hope your week ends off well hope you have a great weekend most importantly, go Hoosiers and LEO.